Welcome to the F and Alchemy podcast, a safe space for each other and you, our fellow alchemists, created through authentic vulnerability, respect, honesty, and trust. By working through our day-to-day experiences together and being transparent and relatable, we invite you to take comfort in where you currently are in your journey, knowing you are exactly where you're meant to be, you are seen, and you are never alone. Hi, I'm Kate, claircognizant woo goddess of Violet Feather Alchemy, bringing you downloads from the spiritual world. And I'm Amy, audacious empowerment queen of Ethan Creative, daring you to unleash your creatrix. This is the Ethan Alchemy Podcast, where vulnerable synergy begets Ethan magic. Episode one, two witch bitches and a microphone. So you're probably wondering who the F we are. Well, we're so glad that you asked. I'm Kate, owner and woo goddess of Violet Feather Alchemy, offering sound therapy and claircognizant guidance to help others find their light. You know, it's always been an interesting challenge deciding on which point in your timeline to start telling your story. Because everything you experience in life has brought you to this very moment. There, for me, there are many facets of myself that were etched prior to my personal awakening. But for potency, I think I'm going to start there today. If we go back to that point in time, um, my life fell apart when I was 29 years old. I got divorced. I lost my home, in addition to most of the friends that I had made up until that point, and was forced to leave the job that I had. I was in a string of extremely unhealthy and abusive relationships during that time, and I woke up one morning and just realized I had no idea who the fuck I was. And that right there, that is what terrified me to my core more than anything else. I had no idea at that time that this cocktail of what I perceived to be many misfortunes was actually going to be the thing that saved my life. After what I like to call this tower moment after the tower card and the tarot, um, where everything kind of crumbles, one by one, new and expansive opportunities started coming my way. I became a licensed massage therapist, registered yoga teacher, a certified health coach, and a certified sound therapist in the 10 years that followed, in addition to becoming hyper-aware of the toxicity of conventional foods and products that we have in our lives today. With all of the purging and expanding I was experiencing during these years, I was finally able to become acutely self-aware and gain a clear understanding of my relationship to spirituality, and eventually expanded enough um, to unlock my gift of claircognizance, allowing me to download messages from an infinite higher plane of knowledge as an inherent immediate knowing. I didn't really know at first what to do with this, um, but this amazing gift has actually provided me the ability to help others 
through powerful insight sessions in my practice, tarot readings, and crystal healing. So that's really what's gotten me here to this point in time. And I know, Amy, you and I tend to have parallel experiences a lot through the time that we've known each other. What has brought you to this point and where are you today? That's a great question. Where are any of us? <laughs> uh, no, seriously. At this point in my life, I'm the main bitch of and Creative, where I kind of serve as like a mixologist for people's disconnected work in their personal lives. And what I found is so many of us have this like cognitive dissonance between our professional like responsibilities and mixing that together with our childhood relationship trauma or whatever other bullshit and really what I do now is kind of hold up a mirror to my clients and show them all the parts of themselves and how that can be fused together and how that is really who we truly are of like we are whole beings we're not this like split work versus life version of ourselves. And I take all of that, mix it together to make them realize they're just one giant cocktail to kind of like extend the metaphor, if you will. And really what it comes down to is when you holistically grow from the inside out, you can accomplish anything. And my job now is reminding people of that and reflecting it back to them so that they can live their best lives. So that's where I am now, but where did that all kind of pivot for me? That's a totally different story. So similar to you when I was 29, that's not necessarily the moment in time that I pinpoint as a turning point, but I was in a transition of being pregnant with my first kiddo, about to have him. I was working full time and didn't know it at the time, but was on the path to be burning out at both ends, so to speak. And Everything that I perceived at the time of doing correctly was going to school, getting a degree, getting a job, getting married, buying the house, having the kids, uh, you know, having the stable job with the benefits and the savings and the 401ks and all of that. And I was doing all those things. And when I had him... It was amazing, but also at the same time kind of set me on this path of realizing that that was not the life that was serving me any longer. So I had to go back to work at six weeks postpartum, full-time, commuting, pumping, driving, hour, hour and a half both ways, uh, and would be crying in the car most days and only seeing my baby, you know, for several hours every day. And it just wasn't, it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for him. And luckily Andrew could stay home with him. 
But for me, I was falling apart inside. And I remember I had a performance review shortly thereafter coming back from giving birth. And someone had made a comment as one of my peer reviews was, I'm really concerned about Amy. I don't feel like she should be here. And I thought to myself, I don't think I should be here either right now. This is totally insane. No one should have to do this. Um, So it opened my eyes to a lot of cruelty in a systemic society that I wasn't aware of until I fully experienced it. And I was so unhappy. I was so unhappy missing my baby. I was unhappy with you know, my job, I was starting to see things as I didn't really care about who said what and who did what and who, you know, this and that. It just didn't serve me any longer. And so while it was a good paying and stable job, um, a couple of years later, I suffered a series of miscarriages as well. So it really just the stress of it and the blowing and going and the game of it all really wore me out and wore me down to the point where my body was rejecting being able to keep up at that pace. And finally, what that did was open my eyes to, this is not working, so let me try to find the path that will work for me and for my family as well, because I was not being very pleasant to them, nor to myself or anyone around me. And as you can testify to when I met you, (laughs) I was not a very pleasant, happy person. And we actually met at yoga teacher training. We did. And that's how that happened in 2016. Yeah. Which is also when I left my job at the very end of our training (laughs) as well. Yeah. And so we did. Amy and I met in 2016 um, at a yoga teacher training. I do want to briefly comment on, though, because from the experience that you just shared, a lot of things in my experience were very similar. And I think a lot of um, a lot of people can relate to this in one way or the other, where you go through and you check all of the expected boxes that society puts out there for you. And yet you, you've jumped through all the hoops, you've checked all the boxes, and yet you're crumbling. And maybe not, you know, totally crumbling, but you don't feel fulfilled inside. Oh, and yeah, I, think... I was completely dead inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some people do experience that. But I think it's um, I think it's a common thing that when you start to feel that crumbling or the emptiness or, as you say, being completely dead inside, that's when we start to examine and look at it. So embracing that 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 is part of our experience is really important because it allows us to to arise and to really look at what we're doing and what we're surrounding ourselves with and I think that's a really beautiful thing because we have the power to change that um and we'll on upcoming episodes we'll delve further into topics much like this so please hang around and see um, but circling back around to when Amy and I met in teacher training, I, I still remember, um, at the very beginning, like even the first day of class, we were all meeting in the classroom and we had to go around and introduce ourselves and tell everybody <laughs> why, why we're here. Oh God. And yeah. 
And so for me, that always causes a lot of anxiety because I don't, I don't really care too much for speaking in front of people. Um, but that aside, um, you know, we went around the room and I was sitting at the front, um, the front right corner and Amy, (laughs) Amy was in the very back left corner of the room. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you pay attention as each person speaks. And, um, so when the room finally got around to Amy, she was sitting there with her knees pulled up to her chest with the best resting bitch face you have ever seen in your entire life. And when she opened her mouth, I was just like, Oh my God, she is so miserable. And I hope, I hope I never have to be paired up with that bitch. She's so bitchy looking. Like, and the words that are coming out of her mouth are just so negative. Like, what in the world is going on here? Um, and I say that I I, of course, am am never being derogatory about Amy because you know that I love you to death, of, of course. course. Um Same. but I think it's oh, thank you. I think it's a testament to how how we can lose touch with ourselves and how we can go down an emotional or spiritual rabbit hole and really get into dark places if we are either not aware or we allow ourselves to do so. Um, Because that was Amy at the beginning of teacher training, but by the end of teacher training, she was a completely different person because of the shifts that she decided to make in her life, the steps she decided to take. And, and the control she decided to take back over her life. And it, as you may already start thinking in your brain, we didn't really become friends <laughs> until the end of teacher training. Correct. Um, because I was really scared of her because she was so bitchy the whole time. Um, but I, 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 I love you dearly. And I'm, I'm, it, it was a true honor to see you grow and progress through that process and become this the human that you truly are inherently to have all of those things really start to align for you um was a really beautiful process to see um so i'm grateful every day that that we met there um or that at least our paths crossed there and um and that our journey together has has basically been a parallel one since that point in time. We've pretty much been pretty inseparable in our in our friendship and our in our very similar journeys. But the interesting part of the story is is that we even met years and years and years before that, and we didn't even really know that we met. Yeah. And this is a really wild story for a number of reasons. But do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to fill in the gaps on this story because it's really cool? <laughs> yes. And happened several times since, even when we yes, did know crazy. each other. Yeah. Um, so I don't even want to say the year, but let's just say in high school. That let's just say in high school. In high school, <laughs> once upon a time, I had just moved from. I bounced around a lot as a kid. My dad changed. Um, positions in his company. And so we bounced around a lot. And when we moved, so I was born in Louisville, lived in Indiana. This is my spiel. Lived in Indiana, moved to Texas, moved to Chicago, moved back to Texas. So when we moved back to Texas, we were living in an apartment while our house was being built in the woodlands. And I had, at the time, was dating a, a little cowboy, of course. And he took me to his homecoming dance at his high school, which was not the same high school that I had gone to, but it was the one that was close to our apartment. Anyways, long story short, we come to find out that 
Oh, you grew up around this area? Oh, me too. What high school did you go to? Oh, I went to this high school. Which one did you go to? There. Oh, actually, I went to homecoming at that high school. You did? No way. What year? Oh, this year. No way, really? Yeah, did your homecoming picture have the same, like, creepy tree and a moon and a green background in the background? I was like, yes, absolutely. Here, let me pull it up when I get home and send you a text of it. And we legit have the same homecoming picture from the same year at the same school wearing almost the exact, the exact same, dress. same dress. And our hair is and done our the shoes, same way. And our hair looks the same. And you, we it's it's insane. Like and we didn't even and know had it at the no time. Idea. We had no idea. We had no idea who this person point. is. Yeah. And that's And the so fact wild. that we even figured that story out was weird. Yeah. And then the other time that it happened was I was visiting a friend in the Woodlands, and you were there for your high school reunion at yes. the same bar. And I it was like a multi-layered bar, and I was in the top, and you were like on the second or third floor. Yes. <laughs> and then you were like in the same building, and I we didn't, didn't even, even know. know it. And another time you were in Colorado when I was in Colorado. Yeah. Like we were both at the same, I don't know, we were like 20, 30 minutes from each other. We were, yeah. At the same time, like— yeah. I know there's several other examples I can't think of right now, but yeah, there's been many times when you're physically in the same place and didn't even know it it. until it just happens to pop up in a random conversation. Yeah. And I always love that. So you're going to have to find your picture again. I will totally find the picture. I'm like, I know exactly where mine is. I can go get it right now if you want. (laughs) And maybe, maybe we can share it with the alchemist if we can both find our pictures. We can, we can do that. Absolutely. I think. And this is a really cool thing because it it leads you to start thinking about how many other people have you crossed paths with in your life that have impacted it in some way at a time that you didn't even realize your life was being impacted by somebody. Yeah. And this is this is another topic that we'll we'll likely discuss in an upcoming episode. Um, but it's really nothing happens by chance. But things happen all the time without you necessarily consciously knowing about them. Um, which it it's just a beautiful way that the world works. And again, the fact that we met back when we were like 14 years old, yeah. we were both yeah, 14, 14 and we crossed yep. paths and we didn't know it. Um, yeah. But our lives have intersected many times along many points and we didn't meet each other until we were in our early 30s. So it was several, yeah, several years later that that we finally actually met each other for real. And now that we have and we are present in each other's lives, which is, you know, so cool and such a blessing and so fun. And I just, I love you to pieces. Um, But what's interesting about all of that is even those like random circumstances that now we're conscious of not only where we are physically, but where we are emotionally, spiritually evolving or whatever, and we're still having, like, parallel experiences. Yep. yep. And even though we have completely separate lives, whenever we come together and have a conversation and say, oh, this is what's happening or this is what's going on, and you're like, no shit, that's what's happening with me. This is what's going on with me. I'm having, like, the exact same experience just in a completely different way, and we're able to kind of work through those things together because of we're having the similar experiences and so we can dialogue about it we can work it out we can process it we can feel the emotions around it we can download about it we can listen we can receive we can hold space for each other to go through that 
So whatever does come up, we're able to work through it together. And that's what's so awesome about our friendship is that it's always kind of like a safe place to come back to to work through it. I completely and agree. And be heard and received and like receptive and then being able to reflect back to me or to you and say, okay, I heard you say this. Have you thought about X? Or what if we tried to work through it in this way? Or some cool idea or something that you read or something that you heard or something that you're just getting from another realm. Um, opening up those channels of communication so that we're not being stuck through yeah. those things, yeah. right? And getting kind of caught up in our own heads about what's happening or, you know, feeling alone and going through it alone. Right. I think that's really important, that that key piece of being seen and truly seen by another person. And that is actually going to lead us into episode two next week, which we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, but the main the main intention behind us creating this platform and this podcast is to work through these things together between you and I, of course. Yeah. But to have our our fellow alchemists be able to relate to it and to be seen by listening to what we're processing together. Um, therefore, making it a safe space for people to be able to look in and to observe and, and relate to it in their own way, no matter how they're relating to it, and hopefully take something away that helps them to grow or to feel better or to feel at the bare minimum seen like they're understood. Because I feel like a lot of people have very similar experiences, but I think a lot of people feel really alone a lot of the time and we're not alone and there there are people and energies that do care and I think that that's really important is just to for us to all acknowledge that we're not alone yeah and having a place to be seen and heard and I think that that's super important and that was a big thing that I struggled with was yeah. when I did let's say jump the corporate ship <laughs> it's a scary thing or it can yeah, be a scary thing. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying, right? Because I'm like, ah, how am I going to like, you know, eat and feed my family? And, you know, what are we going to have a roof over? I mean, all those like survival fears kick in, right? And those were really hard to shake for a long time. They still creep up every once in a while. But developing this sense of trust that you're going to be able to figure it out, you're going to be okay, you have a support system, et cetera. When you're going through it, though, it does feel so lonely. And even when I started my own business and you were there for the ground, you know, workings of that too, we kind of developed strategy and foundation for that aspect. But being able to so uh, be an entrepreneur, let's say, like not going against or actually going against the grain of what everyone expects of you, it's super lonely. It is. I am like the only person out of my old friend group that has chosen this path. Yeah. And so it was, you know, in addition to the emotional and spiritual growth that I had with myself and with my family, it was super lonely to be the only person I felt at the time of not working the corporate nine to five, um, you know, kind of throwing caution to the wind from the outside perspective, right? And having to forge the path and, and 
and figure it out on my own and and kind of cobble all kinds of shit together to try to put some sort of semblance of a structure on a business using what I knew and what I was good at, which is, you know, design and brand and strategy and all of that. Now being at the place of, yes, I can help other people and bringing them along on that journey, but also, as you said, it's kind of finding your your clan or your community around others who assimilate with that idea or whatever you're going through and that you're not alone. You're not going through it alone, even though at times it may feel that way. Right. I completely agree with that. I think community is really important. Through the years, our vulnerable mirrorship has allowed us to learn, grow, and heal through one another, and we're happy to share this effing alchemy with you. Now, dear alchemists, have you been dimming your light? Join us on the next episode where we discuss how to reclaim our light by releasing and shedding what no longer serves us. Until then, stay effing magical. Ready to create more magic? For additional episodes and insights, go to effinalchemy.com. E-F-F-I-N-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com.